Have you been scared off from buying a house because rates have been frighteningly high? The Sharp Mortgage Team in Winston-Salem can help make it feel far less spooky. There are many programs available now that can keep your mortgage payment from making you want to scream. You will dread it if you don't call for more information today because Halloween is right around the corner. With the Sharp Mortgage Team, there are no tricks, and they will treat you and the zombies you love like family. This is the Triad Podcast Network. All right, we are here on this Thursday afternoon with uh, member Jesse Richard. And I'm glad I just asked him how to say his last name because I would have said it wrong. This is our third tier, 13th um, Top Tier Talks. And Jesse, we're really glad to have you here today, man. Good, happy to be here. So, Jesse, why don't you tell, give people a little bit of a blurb about who you are, what you do, and then we'll, we'll, do, we'll delve into the past. But day to day, what do you do? Sure. Um, I've worked for Pepsi for about 11 years now. Um, I've had a whole bunch of different roles, but most recently um, I've moved over to work for a subsidiary of Pepsi called Blue Cloud Distribution, uh, and we sell hard Mountain Dew. Uh, so Mountain Dew with booze in it. Um, we're live in, I think, 16 states. Um, it's been selling pretty well. We recently introduced um, some hard Lipton iced tea. Um, which I haven't tried any of them yet because they're or any of the Lipton iced teas yet mm-hmm. because they're not available in North Carolina. So uh, maybe one day they'll be available. But uh, I manage our national accounts receivable port- portfolio, so make sure everybody pays us on time. Okay. What is the booze that makes it hard? What it's is just it it's like a malt beverage, okay. so it's like a seltzer, something like that. Okay. And where are you from? I grew up uh, just north of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. Um, I lived there until I was 18, and then. Um, uh, I happened to be pretty decent at track, so got recruited um, and picked the southernmost uh, school that recruited me so I could get away from the awful, awful Minnesota winters. Um, you know, 25 degrees below zero is a fun novelty, but after 18 years of it, I had had enough. Mm-hmm. So I moved here to go to Wake Forest University um, in 2001, and I've lived in Winston-Salem or the Winston-Salem area since then. So I've actually lived here longer than I lived in Minnesota now, which mm-hmm. is kind of strange. I did not know that you ran track. I did. <laughs> yeah, so delve into, into that. Did you just happen to, like, middle school, high school? Yeah, so I don't think I ever would have run track if it was my own decision. I didn't really like running. Um, I thought I was going to be a basketball player. Um, I've been able to dunk a basketball since I was in seventh grade. So I was like, oh, basketball is the natural path. But the problem with that is I wasn't good at the basketball part of basketball. So I was a great rebounder, a great defender, you know, could throw, the, throw it off the backboard and do a two-handed reverse, one-handed 360, all that cool stuff. But couldn't dribble, couldn't shoot, and I'm only 6'3". So if you're seven feet, you can get away with that. But I was the size of a guard, and I would just drop the ball out of bounds if I tried to dribble it, basically. So um, I had a, a freshman uh, gym class, our gym teacher who saw that I could jump high, and he happened to be the triple jump and long jump coach on my, um, on my high school track team. And he convinced me to try it out. Um, I was terrible at the long jump because I'm not very fast, and the triple jump was really hard, so I was not good at that either because mm-hmm. I wasn't really into hard work then. Um, it was every, if something didn't come easy to me, I would just quit, really. Mm-hmm. So um, the high jump coach saw me and said, hey, why don't you give this a try? And uh, it kind of just went on from there. Um, I ended up... I think my freshman year, I won our conference meet and just barely missed the state. My sophomore year, I won state. Um, 
I don't know, I was a top 100 in the country in high school. Wow. So I had a lot of... Uh, in... in- in high jump, but with in high jump, high yeah. Jump. Okay. yeah, yeah. So I jumped six foot nine um, in uh, in high school. Um, so I got, I just had like garbage bags full of uh, recruiting letters that I was getting from every school all over the place. Um, took my recruiting trips to Cornell, Columbia, um, Kansas, Minnesota, and Wake Forest, um, and chose Wake Forest because it, one, it was warm, mm-hmm. good academics, and the coach that recruited me had coached a whole bunch of high jumpers over seven feet, which is kind of like the bar for uh, being really good, yeah. um, which would have been great, but he got fired before I got here. Oh. Um, so new coach came in. They didn't really focus on the jumps or this, the field events. So uh, I got a coach who I would have loved to hang out with and have a beer with, but he was not very good at coaching the high jump. Mm-hmm. Um, his, you know, like, hey, coach, what did I do wrong? He would say, oh, we just got to jump higher, you know, mm-hmm. which... Sure, but I need a little more than that to, yeah. to be successful. Um, so I ended up, um, that year I tore my hamstring, um, working to recover from that. I fractured both shins um, from doing plyometrics over and over and over again. Just got really out of shape and was really just kind of in a dark place. You know, I'd gained a bunch of weight when I, mm-hmm. instead, I was doing, instead of doing my recovery, I just kind of partied with my friends, yeah. you know, because I couldn't even run. And I had like a walking boot on both feet and like, mm-hmm. it was kind of awful. Um, but thankfully, that whole coaching staff moved on, and we got a new coaching staff who kind of gave me an ultimatum. He said, look, I think you've got a lot of potential, um, but you've got to work hard, so it's up to you. Do you want to be part of this team or not? I'll leave it up to you. If you do, I'm here for you. I'll, I'll, I'll give you everything I got, but you've got to give me everything you've got. So I kind of had to make a decision. Do that was I want your to... sophomore year? After my sophomore okay, year. Okay, after your sophomore year. So I've had to make a decision. Do I really want to pursue this, or do I want to just like be a regular college student? And um, after some soul searching, I said, you know what? I really want to give this a shot. I want to want to try really hard. So, mm-hmm. you know, I worked out really hard that season to get back into shape and get over my injuries. I lost like 40 pounds or oh, something wow. like that. Um, and I ended up finally being uh, competitive my senior year. I got top five in the ACC in indoor and outdoor championships. And um, I don't think I am anymore, but at some point I was um, number three all time at Wake Forest. So, um, you know, finally had a a good competitive season after three years of just awful injuries and just not fun, you know. So that's that was kind of my my journey through college, uh, you know, after I got here, I suppose. Yeah. And how did how did fitness shift for you after that? Like once you once you left? Yeah. So it was it was having something that was really structured really helped me focus on like, here's a goal. I got to work toward this. This is the workout I have to do today. When I was left to my own devices, um, I would kind of go through phases like, oh, I'm going to oh, I saw this thing in men's health. I'm going to do this six week workout. I get done with that and then I just not do anything for a while. Or, you know, I'm going to mountain bike a lot, so I do that for a couple weeks, and then nothing. But nothing would really stick. You know, I'd always kind of go through a month or two of something, and then, like, a month or two of nothing. Um, I finally um, got into running, uh, like, distance running. A a lot of my good friends from college were uh, on the cross-country team at Wake Forest. Mm -hmm. So every year we'd have uh, – my buddy was in grad school at uh, Vanderbilt in – where is it? Nashville. Mm -hmm. So every year they would run the – rock and roll half marathon there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I bet I could beat you guys. You guys are out of shape. So, but I mean, they had, you know, 20 years of cross country workouts, so they can kind of just go run 13 miles. Yeah. I'd never run more than like three miles in my life. Mm-hmm. So I decided I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to train for this. So I started running. Like I worked up to like 60, 65 miles a week. I was running like, you know, 
I could run like a five minute mile, got oh, in wow. great shape, um, beat most of them in that. Um, so then I kept running for a while, but kept getting like overuse injuries, you know, mm-hmm. my Achilles and my shins and all that. Um, so after you know several years of that, I kind of uh, randomly fell into CrossFit. Sarah, my girlfriend, actually um, found a Groupon for uh, at CrossFit Winston Salem, and we went and tried it, and uh, and that was maybe like ten years ago, I think, oh, wow. it's nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of been doing that ever since. Um, you know, when I started, I think I weighed 170 pounds and could barely do a push-up or a pull-up. So it's been a wow. I think I've gained like 45 or 50 pounds since then. And, you know, it's, it's, it's my body's totally, I had to buy all new clothes, like, <laughs> so, but it's been a fun journey. You know, it's been fun to, uh, find something that the workouts are structured, um, and you know, hard work pays off, but it doesn't make it any easier. You know, mm-hmm. like if you work super hard, like if you do a two minute Fran or a seven minute Fran, you feel exactly the same, you know, right. you still have that cough and you feel like you got to take a nap, you know? Right. Um, but you know, it's, it's, I've just really enjoyed like the, the structure of it and that like there's always something more. You know, you can yeah. scale it any way you want to to make it harder or easier. I really Lots enjoy of, that. Like, progressions and It's interesting to me just listening to you talk. I've never heard you tell the whole story <clears throat> quite like that. Like got I've gotten bitten, bits and pieces in classes. I don't know if I would have made that decision as a sophomore or a rising junior. Like, hey, how bad do you want this? Like you've been given this opportunity, right? Like essentially yeah. like I mean you earned the spot of the scholarship, right? Sure. Or, but like then it's like a new coach comes in and it's like, okay, you've been given this for two years. I'm not saying you did or didn't earn it or anything like that, but it's like right now, but for me, you've got to show up. Yeah, it wasn't even just the track piece of it too because when I, you know, when I got hurt and things weren't going well, I didn't have a great coach and everything, it kind of impacted my whole life, not just the athletic portion of it. I was kind of going to class, but not really. I mean, doing enough to not fail out, but I mean – Wake's not a cheap school, so if I'm just going to go through the motions, I should probably just go to the community college and get that done with and move on, right? So in addition to rededicating my my life to working out and being good at track, I also had to take that same approach with academics to get through um, with a degree. Um, you know, so after my junior year, so my, I used my junior year to start getting back into shape, but I was still struggling academically. I just needed a fresh start. So I started a new major after my junior year. Um, and then finished that whole major in one one calendar year. Um, I was on the dean's list both semesters. Like I actually just you know I went to class. I did the work. I tried. It's, it's funny how if you actually do the work, you you can be successful, right? Um, what was that major? Uh, I was originally an econ major, and I hated it. It was boring and dull, and I also didn't go to class ever. But um, I was a communication major um, because like. I'm not great at taking tests, but if you give me a 30 page paper, I can finish it in a couple hours and it's going to be fine. You know, mm-hmm. I can, I can work my way through that because mm-hmm. you, you can be your way through it. In a test, there's an answer, right? But if there's a 25 page paper, there's not an answer. You're giving an argument. And yeah. like, I feel like I can do that. Well, mm-hmm. I was better suited for that to begin with. I should have done that when I got to school, but you know, econ or business seems like the thing you're supposed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where I thought I, that's where I thought I should be, but I don't think I was really all that well suited for it which is kind of funny now that I'm a finance manager at, at a giant consumer goods corporation. But, <laughs> you know. um, but yeah, so it was, uh, it was kind of a, a point in my life where I determined what path I was going to take. Um, can, should I take advantage of the opportunity I have at a great academic institution where I get to compete at, in the ACC? Or do I just need to tuck tail and go home? And I, 
I had to really think about that, and I'm glad I didn't do that because I would have been really disappointed in myself. Who's ready for movie night? Our friends at the Ginther Group Real Estate are proud to sponsor this season's Innovation and Cinema at Bailey Park in downtown Winston-Salem's Innovation Quarter. The original Mary Poppins on August 12th, Space Jam A New Legacy on September 15th, and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on October 20th. Bring your chair or blanket to Bailey Park for a great night of cinema from Aperture, beverages from Incendiary Brewing, and food from a variety of local vendors. These magical movie nights are made possible by The Ginther Group, the real estate experts we trust and showcase right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Make sure to check their social media for detailed info on each movie night. And for your real estate needs, call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com. Buying, selling, investing, or just learning. Whatever you need, start now. And like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting the decisions that we make young, at a younger age, right? How it sets up patterns for what we want to do in life. Yeah, for sure. Like choosing, sometimes choosing the road less traveled or the harder road um, can definitely lead to the results we want. Um, it's something that, that discipline takes time, and it's real easy to fall out of. Yeah, you know, reflecting on it now, it was it made me the person I am, and it was really good for me. But if you had asked me this when I was twenty, I would have not said the same thing. You know, I would have, I was ready to give up. So, yeah. I'm you know I'm glad that I didn't. You know, my parents were have always been super supportive. They would have been supportive either way. They would have said, if you need to come home, we'll help you. Um, but we know you can do it, so just apply yourself. You know? And, and so it's, it's great to have that support structure at home. I mean, they were certainly disappointed in me when they would see my grades. And <laughs> they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't gotten to class in two months. But, um, you know, I turned that around, thankfully. <laughs> so. I feel like you've, been, you've had to fight some injuries in the past few years. Yeah, it's, it's not been fun. Um, the Achilles thing, actually, I think I hurt myself four years ago. I partially ruptured it and just, uh, you know, it wasn't bad enough that I needed surgery and like I could push through most things and it would just hurt. Um, and being the dumb meathead that I am, I just uh, was like, all right, I'll just push through it. It'll get fine. Eventually it'll be fine. Right. And it wasn't. So, um, you know, and now because of that stupid decision, I can really never run again. Uh, I can't play basketball or anything like that. But, um, you know, what are you going to do? I've got to, I've got to focus on the things that I can do, you know? Um, and I've also got to be smart about not uh, trying to come back too soon from injuries, um, which is what I've always done before. You know, I've always been like, all right, well, I feel okay today. I'm just going to go through and hundred percent effort in the crazy hard workout. Mm-hmm. And it's always a terrible idea, but I always do it. So, <laughs> but this time, you know, the last year or two, I've really focused on listening to my physical therapist and listening to my body and uh, not doing the things I want to do until I'm ready to do them. So, you know, I think it was, what, April was the last time I squatted until like a week or two ago, and uh, a week or two ago. And um, I'm glad I waited because had I come back a couple months ago, I would be back in the same boat that I started in. So, uh, but yeah, it's been challenging. Um, and I've really, really been trying to focus on what I can do versus what I can't do to put a positive spin on it, which is not really in my nature. Um, but I've really tried to be focusing on that. And, um, um, it's hard. I'm, I think it's easy for me to be positive about other people's performances, but right. I'm always hypercritical about myself, and it's really a, it's challenging. I think so, I know a lot of people have that problem, but um, but I've really tried to focus on on the positive, and I think it's really helped me get through it. Yeah. Um, because there has been a ton of stuff that I still can do. Right. You know? 
And I think you've been a, a good example of somebody that shows up and does that versus just, okay, I can't do, you know, a lot. And so I'm just not going to, I'm not going to come in. I'm not going to move. And then that, that ends yeah. up. It's easy to do that. Yeah. And um, my girlfriend, Sarah, is wonderfully, wonderfully supportive. And she's always, she's like, you'll feel better if you go. Even if you can only do half of it or you have to modify all of it, you're going to feel so much better if you get off your ass and go to the gym and it's just going to be an hour, you know, yeah. you can get through that. Yeah. And if it hurts, stop. She's like, but you'll feel better if you go either way. And she's always right. Yeah. So having that person at home to, to point me in the right direction, you know, give me a gentle nudge to stop being stupid is very, it's a very, it's a luxury to have, you know. <laughs> is, you said Sarah did uh, CrossFit Winston-Salem? Well, so she, um, she, she found a Groupon, Groupon and she did come with, so we, we did it together for a, a couple months, and she liked pieces of CrossFit, um, but not all of it. She doesn't like the barbell, um, putting heavy weight above her head and lifting heavy weight. It's just, she's not really into that. Yeah. Uh, but she loves, you know, like wall balls and body weight stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and she's you know, a very active person. Um, and she's recently found, she, she was doing some personal training for a long time and recently found, um, what's it called, Orange Theory? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, she's really thrived there because mm-hmm. it's like, she loves the running and the, and the rowing and they do use weight with their light dumbbells yeah. and it's just the setup just really works well for her yeah, yeah. and she's been going for a couple of years now and I think this year her goal was to reach 300 classes oh, and wow. she's at like 286 right now wow. so she's killing it wow. she's stronger and more fit than she's ever been in her life and she's 47 so um, every day she comes home and she's like, Oh, I did this with the 45 pound dumbbells today. And like, you know, it's, it's really cool. It's she's, she's just really thriving in that, in that environment. It's, it's really cool to see. Awesome that you both have something that you enjoy doing, even if it's yeah. Separate. Yeah. That's good. But that's, it's nice to have that positive influence at home to, to help me make good decisions when I'm not going to by myself sometimes. (laughs) So I'm curious just a little bit about this whole new expedition of golfing. Okay. Um, I feel like you are definitely a big factor in that. Um, golfing is not my thing. I don't think you'll see me out there. It's just not. Yeah. So, me, I, but I'm, I'm very curious because, like, Chris has got the bug. Oh, he's he's he's, he's obsessed. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, all in. All it's in. it's pretty funny, uh, or it's it's cool to to see. He's actually improved a ton in like the last couple of weeks. You can see it like every time we play, he's getting better. Um, as soon as he beats me, I might have to give him some bad advice so he hits it <laughs> in the woods. Uh, so I've played like on and off for like. I don't know, 15 years or so. And uh, I've always been terrible because I don't know how to, I don't know what I'm doing and um, just never took it seriously. Just played a couple times a year with friends. Um, but I don't know, like a year and a half ago, I was like, you know what? I want to get better at this. So I started off watching some YouTube videos or something like that and, and improved pretty significantly on my own. Um, but still, there were a bunch of pieces that were missing. So I actually um, signed up for lessons in August. Um, which has been kind of fun. Um, I did like a swing evaluation where he told me all the things I was doing wrong, which was quite a few things. Um, um, and then, you know, we watch it back on video and, you know, he shows me the body position and where you should be. So, um, you know, I've improved significantly on pieces of the game, which has made it a whole lot more fun. Um, you know, I'm not losing balls in the woods on every shot. Um, I can actually like get down the fairway, you know, in a reasonable amount of shots. Just, I don't know. It just makes it a little more fun. Um, it's, you know, something to do uh, in the afternoon when I got nothing else to do. It's just, it's fun. And then with all the guys that uh, have been playing with the top tier uh, golf group, it makes it even more fun because, you know, we pair off in teams and, yeah, yeah. 
and uh, and we pick random teams each uh, each week. So you know, um, you're never playing with the same person. Um, just that just makes it fun. I feel like when I'm an old man, I'm supposed to play golf, right? So I may as well get good at it now, so so I don't have to work on it then. It, it is fun, like having seen people and get excited about that. Um, it, it's fun. For, it's fun for me to watch. I'm um, just not something that I'm into. Um, yeah, I get but that. But it's but it, it's fun to like hear people talk about it and reminisce about it. It's um. Well, didn't uh, didn't the random guy that ended up playing with us the other day show up at the gym the other yeah, day? I thought that was pretty a, cool. Did a consult with them, and it's funny because I was like, "So, how'd you hear about us?" And usually, you know, you hear okay, Instagram or a, like a, a, a friend or Google review or something. But he was like, "Actually, I was by myself playing <laughs> last week at this at this go- at this um, golf course and." There was a group that needed a, 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 a one more person to join them, and he ended up being with Wes and Ted, yeah. and, and um, Michael, yeah, and Michael, and yeah. So he'll he's he's he starts on Monday. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. it's so, so random. But, well, but but I told I was telling somebody that like I feel like that's a bigger testament of like the culture and community that we you know try to foster here that like people could would have met you know y'all out and about and and gotten to know you over a golf game and been like okay what are y'all doing and i want to hang out with y'all more yeah i thought that was pretty cool that he just kind of poked his head in a couple days later yeah we must not because yeah when i got to the gym i i I was looking around for the and chris and chris was like yeah i played golf with him anyway so it's just small world and yeah so Yeah, but the group okay. has grown pretty significantly. I think yeah. it was just like four of us to start with, and I think there there's like 15 people on that text thread now. So, um, I would had, um, are there any female golfers in the I community? No yeah, and um, I don't know if the, if the oh, community. everyone would be welcome. No, I, mean, I know, I know. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know if any. There oh, are I don't any know. Females. I have no idea. Again, yeah. I, I, I'm not on this text thread. <laughs> yeah. I'll play golf. I'm I not on the text thread either. <laughs> One, I don't have time right now. With my daughter being in first grade, like there yeah. is no time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she would not accept me being yeah. gone for an hour, let alone the two hours that it takes to play like just nine holes. Oh yeah, for sure. And I would lose everything I had, <laughs> everything, um, <laughs> including my spouse being half sober. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. It's fun to hear people talk about it. It yeah. is fun to hear people yeah. talk about it. Anytime community is happening organically and naturally, it's always a good, a good yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure. And, and we, we benefit from that. And the oh, gym, yeah. yeah, the gym yeah, benefits yeah. from that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting to me. Uh, you said Sarah's done a bunch of different things, and now she's at Orange Theory. I, I like talking about fitness and listening to. Like, I get to sit down, you know, once a month and hear people's fitness journeys and what it means to them. And and, and consistency is something that's so important. Right, like it doesn't. It doesn't matter how much weight you lift in the beginning. Um, just showing up, like you, you'll more than likely feel better. And yeah. like she said, go in and modify everything. You can still hit a stimulus of a workout to some degree if you have to modify everything, every every last movement. Like right. again, I'm I'm looking at just had my fourth knee surgery, staring down a knee replacement, and it's like I still am trying to do the the movements. Yeah. Or tr- I'm trying to do a variation of the movement. Even though I can't, I can't hit intensity like I used to, for but sure. I think you've got to define, you can define success in very different ways, right? Yeah. Success doesn't have to be I lifted the heaviest I lifted ever in my life. It could be I squatted again, or I was able to bend my knee to 90 degrees, yep. or I did a pull-up, or whatever the case may be. Like, success looks a lot different to a lot of different people at a lot of different times, you know? 
Well, no, I, I mean, I agree with that. I think that's that's something that like I've watched in myself. I get stuck. Oh, well, I can't I can't clean what I used to. Can't even do the conditioning pieces that I used to. I could just wallow and be sad about that and drink a bottle of whiskey every night. Yeah. Or I could try and show up and be a good coach, talk to people about the 12 years of experience I have working out at high levels of intensity, um, talk about why you shouldn't work out at high levels of intensity every day. Um, it's okay to take a rest day. It's okay to take a, like an active, an active recovery style day where you're moving a lot and getting a lot of just movement in but not doing anything that's going to super tax the central nervous system. Um, so it's just, it's just interesting. Again, I like, I like hearing what different people do to work out because I think it's all, again, if you're doing something that is going to help you be able to tie your shoes in the morning or get out of bed without pain, then I'm happy. Yeah. Like that's what it's, that's what we want. Um, yeah. You know what helps drive me is uh, beating young people. <laughs> like when young, especially like, uh, you know, just like a 20 year old, 21 year old comes in the gym and you know, they haven't been sore one time in their life. I like just taking it to them. You know, you look like, I look like a grizzled old man, but every now and again I can do something cool, you know, so it's kind of fun to, uh, to challenge those, those younger people, even if they don't know I'm challenging them, you know? <laughs> well, it was interesting because like with the 10, 10 plus years of consistency that you have, like you're able to do that to a 20 to 21 year old. Like what would, well, I'm curious what Jesse would thought if a older gentleman was going to challenge him at 20 to 21. And then, and then when he finds out he does get put down by the older gentleman, it's like, oh. I hope I would have responded by uh, working harder, but I might have just quit. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but I definitely would have gone too hard at the beginning and wore myself out and then watched them continue the rest of the workout, which I'm still guilty of all the time where it's like, okay, I'm going to pace myself and then I never do. <laughs> it's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. So moving forward, now that you're you're back and you're kind of back to squatting, and what do you hope this ne- end of this year and next year? Like, what do you have any goals or anything that you're... Yeah, I've thought about that, and I don't want to put any numbers on it because I think I'll just be disappointed if I don't hit those, right? Um, and I don't know how realistic those are going to be if I do set a number on it. Um, I think I'm just going to let... I'm just going to gradually add some weight as I'm going back to barbell class and working through barbell movements in, in regular class. And if it feels good, I'll go up a little bit 
and then I'll continue to do that. But um, I'm not going to make big jumps or do anything stupid because I know where that gets me. Yeah. Um, so I think my goal is just to continue to increase the weight I can move comfortably and without pain for the rest of the year. And then I think if I'm able to do that, get back to a good place, then I think I can focus on some you know, actual like weight goals and things like that mm-hmm. for the, the following year. But mm-hmm. I think it's a little premature to try to say like, oh, I want to snatch 225 by the end of the year. I I think it'd be, I would just be disappointed. So I need to set some reasonable and attainable goals um, and know it's just a step in the process, you know? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of a non-answer answer, but, you know. No, it's fair. Like, last two years, last year, like, I've written up goals and due to a surgery, like, I'm not going to clean and jerk 315 this year. Like, it's just not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So it's like, man. So like now I'm trying to, like, okay, now I just I want to squat again pain-free. I want to be able to, to, to run a mile and not have my knee blow up and need a fifth surgery. Yeah. Like, and so it's like I'm having to do similar things. Like, okay, well, you're not just going to come back and, all right, well, let's just, okay, I have full knee flexion now. Let's see what I can squat snatch. Well, that's probably not a, probably not a good idea when you have no cartilage. You know, yeah. it's, that's probably not a good idea. Like, let's see. Yeah, there are better choices you could make. There, there are better choices you could make, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't know. I think um, I'm going to work really hard on the cardio piece of it because I can do that pain-free mm-hmm. um, and then just incrementally add weight um, as I, you know, by feel uh, right. throughout the rest of the year. And then next year, I think I can focus on some like, actual goals. Because yeah. you're, you're an eveninger. I feel like I've never seen you at a class outside of... 5.30, 6.30? Yeah, if I had to work out in the morning, I would never work out. I'm not a morning person. Um, I've struggled with insomnia for a long time, so mm. it takes me a long time to get to sleep. Um, so if I had to get up to go work out at 5.30 in the morning, I just wouldn't sleep, and yeah. that'd be, I'd just you know fall apart. I, thankfully, the la- uh, about a month or two ago, I got some medication that I can actually sleep, because I hadn't slept more than like three hours in a night in probably like 15 years, um, okay. up until a couple months ago. Um, wow. So... The first night I slept for like seven hours and I woke up and like didn't feel tired. It was like the best day of my life. <laughs> it was incredible. So when did that start? I've struggled with it. Um, I guess since I, uh, since I went to college, maybe mm-hmm. um, on and off. Um, I've tried self-medicating like, um, you know, with like THC gummies and stuff like that. And um, it kind of works, but then you just have to keep taking more. And I don't want to be dependent on that. Like, that yeah. doesn't seem like... And plus, if I wanted to get a job somewhere else and it'll drug test me, even though it's legal, yeah. you'd still show that it's in your system. And, yeah. you know, um, not that I'm trying to leave my job, but if I wanted to, you know. Um, so, and I, I don't want to be dependent on medication if I don't have to be. But at the same time, sleeping three hours a night is not sustainable. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I've, I've felt better than I have in years in the past couple months because I've actually been sleeping. I know Sarah's like... I can just tell you feel better when you wake up. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, been, it's been great to be Is able to do Is there anything it. other than the medication that shifted for you? No. You just no. needed, the, yeah. It's not like any sort of sleep ritual or No, no. I've done everything you can imagine yeah, to try to, to I've, were, I've yeah. jump through every hoop you can think of. Yeah. But, when um, you think about how important sleep is, it makes a lot of sense that you've been feeling really good because yeah. not sleeping is... Yeah, she said even like my general like outlook on life has been more positive and like I've just been, you know, um, more pleasant to be around, which is probably a, a big plus for her <laughs> <laughs> since she has to deal with me every day. Okay, so that, that makes sense. You're an evening evening worker outer. Yeah, yeah. I would never be able to uh, 
I've just never been able to get motivated early in the morning. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's never been my thing. Yeah. And what, you've been a part of a couple of different gyms, like what do you value here in, with the group that you work out with as you kind of have a consistent group of people? I like, I like that we challenge each other and everybody, you know, can kind of talk a little trash but have a good attitude about it, you know. Yeah. Um, I like, it kind of doesn't matter who you're working out with as long as it's positive. You know, I like that everyone can be successful regardless of, of what we do. If, if I lift the most I've ever lifted, that doesn't mean that Ted can't mm -hmm. or Jason can't or Michael mm -hmm. can't, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the positive environment that I think really, like everyone encourages everybody, even though there's like healthy competition. Yeah. Um, just the positive vibe is what really, really helps me like feel good coming in. Yeah. Uh, I've been at other gyms where there's been clicks and like, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not super positive all the time. There's like infighting and... Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you can't work out on my side of the gym kind of stuff. And I, I don't have time for that. I'm, yeah. I'm an old man. You know, I don't need that. But here, I, I don't find that. I find that everybody's positive and encouraging to everybody else. And it's, it's, it just feels good. It's fun for me to watch, like, the different – like, I try and coach every class once a week. Like, I'm in a minimum. I coach the 9 a.m. almost every day. But every class, like, from 530 in the morning till 630 at night, I want to coach it once a week um, just, to get a, just to get a touch. Um, and it is interesting watching the different dynamics – the way different people react with it. Like 5.30 a.m., they kind of talk a little bit, but like they, pretty it's pretty quiet. Yeah. As opposed, 9 a.m. is extremely chatty right now. There's nothing wrong with that. There's just some things going on in that class that the dynamics changed a little bit, and it is extremely chatty, um, which is interesting for me. I guess that's all on me since I coach that every day. <laughs> uh, noon is a different, like, hey, we're in here. Let's work out. Then I need to go shower. I need to get back to work. Um, and then the 4.30 is a little bit different. And then 5.30 is everybody's like, they're happy to be off work. It's usually a very full class. So the energy is high. And then 6.30, you know, is, it can be a very small class or it can be a, you know, seven, eight people cursing class. And then it's just, it's just interesting the dynamic that shifts. Actually, uh, last night, closing the gym, they actually stayed and stretched, which was one of the – because usually, like, you finish that workout – you finish it at 620, everybody's out the door at 621. Yeah, I don't think I've ever stayed um, one second later. Unless, yeah. I'm, unless I'm going to do the cold yeah. plunge or something. Yeah, so that was interesting. People stayed and stretched. But it was a very different 630 p.m. class. Um, a lot younger group than typical. But um, it is just interesting watching the different dynamics um, from morning, midday, and evening. Yeah. You didn't have to do any early morning workouts in college? I did. Okay, yeah. I didn't do well on yeah. them. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, only I think only the first couple of years the the coach I had the last two years I was there didn't uh, okay. didn't do the early morning stuff so that was that was kind of a godsend but yeah. but yeah I just I don't know I don't I, I'm not up and ready to go I think I'm, like two p.m. is when I'm finally like up and ready to go yeah. you know mm -hmm. um, you just mentioned cold plunge have you oh. been cold plunging uh, yeah, I try to a couple times a week, depending on um, what we've got going on. Um, I, I do all the cooking at home, so um, depending on what time of class I come into, usually I don't know if I can get back in time to make dinner and everything at a reasonable time. So uh, I try to as much as possible. I, 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 uh, I love the way you feel when you get out of it. Like it's just such a, I don't know, it's like you're reinvigorated. Mm -hmm. it, feels, it feels just great. Like you feel yeah. good after it. Yeah. So How is it getting in there? You can talk about that. Yeah. Cause like I struggle, I've been doing it for over a year now. And to get in, I look at it and it's like, get in, don't think about it. Just get in. But then as soon as I'm in, I'm like, oh, this was good. This the, is good. The first 10 seconds are kind of brutal, but you know, you get that one deep breath in and then you're, then you're good. I had to do it a ton in college okay. um, too. So it's not, it's not 
the first time I've done it before. But you know, that, there's nothing you can do to get over that first like 10 or 15 seconds when you get like your, you know, your mm-hmm. chest in there and you're like, you know, breath goes away. Yeah. So. <laughs> Any favorite, um, you said that you're the cook of the house. What do you enjoy cooking? Well, that's a dangerous question. So I'm, you know, you, a lot of times we're like, oh, let's eat at home because it'll be cheaper. Well, not if I'm doing the menu. <laughs> um, I'm not good at, I'm good at like uh, finding a fun dish to make, but I end up spending like $100 for a dinner that I make at home for, for me and Sarah. Um, I don't know, I like, to, I like to make a lot of different things. I like to, I have a big green egg at home on the, on the back porch, so I like to, uh, like to make pizzas on there because you can crank it up to like 700 degrees and they get done in like two minutes. Mm. I like to smoke a lot of meats. Um, I don't know. I, I'll cook basically. I don't like to bake, but I like to cook anything else. Yeah. Um, what kind? What's your favorite meat to smoke? Um, pulled pork is really good. I like to make uh, brisket. Mm-hmm. Uh, wings are really good. I smoked whole chickens before. I smoked a duck that was delicious mm-hmm. uh, for Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. I don't know. Basically anything. Um, Where did you buy the duck at? If you don't mind me asking. I got the duck from this place in New Jersey that specializes in ducks. Okay. I don't know. They just, yeah, they sent it to my yeah, house. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I, was like, I, I don't know. I've like, never, where does one buy a duck? I don't so, know. So usually I go to um, like smoke city meets to get mm-hmm. all my stuff. Yep. Um, Cause yep. it's right down the street from my house and I like supporting local businesses. Yep. And I always go in there and I can be like, Hey, this is what I got in mind. And they like, I got the perfect cut for you. You know, it feels, it's cool to have that personal relationship yeah, yeah. with the butcher. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have a favorite thing to cook though. Mm-hmm. I just, I love to cook. That's like my therapy. Like, um, I always, Sarah always laughs at me. She's like, oh, you just threw something together today, huh? You just spent three hours in the kitchen. And you just threw something together. Get out of here. Um, I don't know. That's, that's where I, I just, I enjoy it. Like, if I make every pot and pan in my entire house dirty, that means it was a, a successful dinner. So. Do you, when you cook, do you, do you cook a lot so you can eat on it for a few days? Or you just cook the meal and you all eat there's, it that there's night? There's usually leftovers. Yeah. Um, like, like, tonight I'm going to make... Um, it's kind of like a play on shepherd's pie, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make like a red wine braised uh, short ribs um, and then cover them with like thinly sliced potatoes and then bake that in the ovens. The potatoes get crispy on top of it. Okay. You know, something simple I'm just throwing together. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, so is the idea that the potatoes are kind of like the, the crust like of the crust. shepherd, shepherd yeah. pie? Okay. okay. Yeah. So they, like normally you'd have like mashed potatoes right, on top, right. but yeah, here yeah, it's yeah. going to be like, I'm going to cut them like little thin medallions uh-huh. uh, and then you'll bake it for like an hour with the foil on it, take the foil off and then you brush it with butter and rosemary. How did you eat dinner? Like eight. Sarah's got, Sarah's going to the gym twice this evening, so. Um, oh, okay, because she's, she's trying to get her two classes in. Yeah, she's oh, got to wow. get to 300. Because, so. yeah, I was, I was trying, I was like, is she trying to get to 300 within the, within the calendar year? Yeah. She's trying to, wow. Yeah, so she'll she's definitely like, do she's that. She's like Miguel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> like trying to it's do a lot, two, yeah. two a day. I don't know. It's, it's uh, I always post all of the cooking stuff I do on, like, my Instagram thing. And, oh, and, and I um, follow you. Um, the last, like, month or two, I keep getting people messaging me. They're like, Dude, you need to start like a food blog or something like that. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just do this for fun. But that would you know. be. I mean, I think it's. I think it would be cool that if you did that, just because it's like an excess. Like you know, you're not like a. You're you're a typical person yeah. who is just enjoying cooking versus it feeling like it's like a. Yeah, I, don't I, just, know. I have fun with it. It's my. It's like. You know, some people go for a walk to like decompress. When I, I'll like cook for like three hours to decompress. You know? Any other places other than the Smoke City meats that you like to get your stuff from? Uh, 
you know, I have a big garden in, the, in my backyard with like peppers and tomatoes. Um, but we always go to the farmer's market. We always try to buy local stuff when we can. And do you stuff go that's to in Cobblestone? Or yeah. Do you go to, okay, yeah. Okay. We've gone to the one in, uh, where is that? In Greensboro yeah. on uh, like Sandy Ridge Road yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of far out there. Yeah. You can get yeah. plenty of good stuff at the Cobblestone Farmer's Market. Okay. I like to go there. Yeah. But I like to get local stuff and stuff that's in season whenever possible. Do you plan out your week with food or do you like every day? I'm super impulsive. Okay. <laughs> like I'll just say like, you know, I'm going to make pizzas today. And then I'll go out and spend way too much money to make two pizzas. <laughs> or or like today, I was like, you know what? I'm, I saw this. I think I saw it on like Twitter, Instagram or something. The shepherd's pie thing. And I'm okay, like, oh, so that looks fun. Go, go and Sarah's always thing. like, yes, please make that for me. I would love to eat that. <laughs> so yeah. she's very encouraging when yeah, I, whenever that I stuff believe, comes around. I, I can imagine she's, a, if, so. if, if she has a, yeah, a, like an amazing shepherd's pie innovation in front of her, I'm sure. Yeah. So I, I do sometimes miss time when there, it's going to be ready. I'm like, oh, dinner's going to be ready at 7.30 and 8.45. She's like, can we, can I eat some crackers or something? <laughs> like, you know, but I'm usually pretty good, but every yeah. once in a while I misstep. So hopefully tonight's not that misstep, but, you know. And if you're not cooking for yourself, where do you enjoy eating in Winston? So every Thursday night is pizza night. Um, it used to be pizza night and Jersey Shore, um, but that, that show's kind of jumped the shark now after like 15 years. <laughs> Um, it's, it's trash and we know it's trash, <laughs> but we love watching the trash, you know? Um, so we, we, we rotate between Burke street pizza and, um, mellow mushroom okay. usually. Um, we also love uh, new Szechuan, which is on, um, Silas Creek Parkway. It's a Chinese restaurant. Okay. Um, it's like authentic Szechuan food, um, which is really good. And it's, it's always, it's ready in like 10 minutes all the time. Um, Thai Sawati in yeah, Harris Teeter, Harris Teeter. That's a favorite which seems so weird that I a great know. restaurant is in the deli section at Harris Teeter, so but it's, though. they never miss. They They're never always miss. so good. It's really good, yeah. Um, and then I love like Moselle's and, um, mm. uh, what are they, like Roosters. Mm-hmm. It's always pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all, those are all good ones. Um, anything else you want to ask, Jesse? I don't have anything. I'm just enjoying my bourbon. <laughs> Well, thank you, Jesse, for your time, and you are a valued member here. We appreciate you. And any questions yeah. you have of us? Oh, yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't prepared to ask that. No, I don't think so. I can't think of anything at the moment. I should have prepared for that, but yeah, my bad. Okay. You can ask later. Okay, yeah, you can that's ask. fair. Yeah. We're always accessible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, off camera, off camera, <laughs> off audio. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Jesse. Sure, it was fun. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.